After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Dr. Gary Bell, owner of Spinal Dynamics Hawaii in Mo'ili'ili, and is the owner of Serenity Spa and Salon in the Outrigger Reef Hotel, which has been recognized by consumers as one of the top spas in Hawaii. He also opened the Waikiki Plantation Spa in the Outrigger Waikiki on the beach. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gary Bell. Thanks for having me. Well, can you explain a little bit about your businesses? I know you have a number of them. So can you just talk real briefly on what, what they are and, and what you do? Well, basically, uh, my, my background just stems from uh, more healthcare related uh, things that, that occurred back in the, uh, the 80s and 90s. Uh, should I say started Spinal Dynamics Hawaii uh, in 1990. Uh, I ventured off into the Honolulu Medical Group bringing complementary healthcare services to uh, basically the greater Honolulu area. Uh, we were the first chiropractors to be in the Honolulu Medical Group and uh, to deliver the services to the people of, uh, of Honolulu. Uh, that actually is still going presently with, uh, with another doctor that, that is uh, in there. Um, basically where we're at right now in uh, this day and age is that you know, we're, we're seeing many more people that are uh, interested in complementary health care and in uh, seeking different services, anything from acupuncture to massage. Uh, and with that, you know, the spa industry is really taking a basically leap and bound um, in, in Hawaii. You know, Hawaii is always the, one of the last places to see some of the newer services to come, but I think everybody has uh, realized that the, uh, the spa industry is growing quite rapidly around them. And, uh, you know, with some of the background issues that I've had to deal with in the past, they uh, basically figured that I was a good person with, with some basic business background in healthcare that initiating the um, the spas that, that we do and the more pampering concept that we hold true or the more for the tourists in Waikiki that uh, it, it's it's a safe place for people to be and it's a very popular uh, thing presently. How long after you started the chiropractic business did you start the spa? Well it's kind of interesting question is that the uh, I, I wasn't really new to the spa industry in the 1990s but how should I say my my family my father was um, he was an entrepreneurial person, which is where I, I probably sparked a lot of my entrepreneurial uh, tendencies. Uh, he had several businesses. One of them was that he actually actually had the rights to jacuzzi on the east coast uh, of the United States, and he solely branched out to the west coast with that business. At that time in the 80s, the you know the healthcare industry was basically straight healthcare. Complementary healthcare was just starting to take hold in terms of chiropractors and acceptance of acupuncture and massage, but there really weren't very many true spas. Uh, the spa development really didn't start occurring till in the United States anyway until the early 90s, uh, and then we just sort of saw you know maybe mm, three, four hundred spas would uh, would open up every year, some small but not too many large ones. Not until the late 
uh, 1990s did the large spas start coming in? Most of them were coming in with the hotels, the Marriott's, the Hilton's, and some of the other ones. But for myself, anyway, I always watch the spa industry very closely. And I'm more of a market research person. And you know, when I started reading uh, the market research coming out of Europe and coming out of the United States and, and seeing the straight-up growth curve of of the industry itself, you know, uh, basically being you know educated as a chiropractor and working with a lot of the um, complementary healthcare people, you know, I felt that you know there's there's going to be a time where Hawaii is going to be ready. And uh, at that time, when I thought Hawaii was ready, there was really only the Ihilani Spa. I think the Grand Wailea was open in Maui, a couple of other um, smaller spas in the resorts. And then um, uh, we took an opportunity and said, well, if there's only one spa in Oahu, you know, uh, and, you know, there's six million plus people coming into Waikiki and they all want to be pampered. You know, we started hitting the pavement and talking to the different uh, owners of the different hotels in, in Waikiki. Do you have partners or is it just you? Is it your father? It's, it's pretty It's pretty much, you know, my, my wife has got a phenomenal background in finance. Um, she used to work for uh, IDS American Express. Uh, what better partner to have than someone who's got a, a background in finance. Uh, mine is very much people-oriented. You know, chiropractors are very much hands-on, um, but we're extremely entrepreneurial. To be a chiropractor is to be somebody that you're not necessarily fitting into mainstream medicine. You don't have hospitals to work out of. Again, I was fortunate because the um, the education that I had uh, was a little bit, I should say, I came out of a different, sort of a little bit more medically-oriented um, school out of the West Coast, the Cleveland Chiropractic College. Um, I took a diplomat of neurology, which was an additional four years. So I had a little bit more on the table that when I went to the Honolulu Medical Group, they saw that, hey, this is just not somebody that just went to school for four years, got a Cairo degree, and it just wants to, you know, crack bones. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Dr. Gary Bell, owner of Spinal Dynamics Hawaii in Mo'ili'ili and is the owner of Serenity Spa and Salon in the Outrigger Reef Hotel, which has been recognized by consumers as one of the top spas in Hawaii. He also opened the Waikiki Plantation Spa in the Outrigger Waikiki on the beach. Being a chiropractor, it seems that that industry is growing. How did you become inspired to be a chiropractor? Well, actually, my first inspiration back in the late 1980s was to go into medicine. My uncle's a psychiatrist in Kailua, and I've only, I'd only been exposed to medicine and medical. You know, I hadn't really had any, any um, formal exposure to um, alternative health care. 
uh, basically it took an injury to myself. I had a, a really bad accident, fractured a couple of vertebras, and you know, all I heard was surgery and drugs. That's all that was given to me. Uh, my family member said, you know, try alternatives if you don't want to have surgery. My mother basically sparked uh, uh, a little intuition with me and, you know, said, well, you know, maybe go to a chiropractor. She had a chiropractor that she had seen, but he was on the East Coast. Um, she was living over there at the time. And basically, I went to go see this gentleman and, well, I, I took my seat at John Burns Med School and gave it to somebody else. And changed, Did, Were you trying other other methods of medicine before you went to the chiropractor? I, I did. I actually went to um, uh, a physical therapist. I'd gone, actually I'd gone to see another chiropractor in Kahala and he was what they considered a more of a straight chiropractor and he wasn't necessarily, um, you know, skilled in some of the more advanced techniques that other chiropractors were using at the time. He was a little bit, uh, you know, should I say, he'd probably been in been in the industry for 20, 30 years. Old school. Old school. And mm -hmm. it, it didn't necessarily help me. But then again, just like with medical doctors, there's different types of treatments for different types of people. And, you know, just because you don't have the perfect perfect experience with one doctor, you can, you know, it's that's the thing, freedom of choice. I went to go see another one and he changed, basically changed my life and my direction. Your first visit to a chiropractor was when you were injured and trying to figure out what's going on with your body. Is a chiropractor service needed only when you're injured or need medical assistance? Who comes to a chiropractor? Well, well that's, that's a good question because uh, what we find over, um, how should I say, the, the demographic of who sees a chiropractor. Typical patient is actually they're, they're educated, they're baby boomers, they're 20 to 45. They actually, they're higher income earners. They're more, being that they're more educated, they actually understand a little bit more about the healthcare system and they know what they want to get out of it. Um, and typically in what's happening over the last, say, 10 years is that, and you see it, you'll see it in the, in the marketing, Kaiser. It's a little bit more health and wellness oriented, the, the images that they're using. They're trying to get people off of drugs. Well, they're sort of taking the chiropractic mantra to heart now where our whole premise is keep people healthy, don't wait for things to break uh, in order to seek care and live a healthier, more holistic lifestyle. I mean, Andrew Weil is coming out speaking about these things, Deepak Chopra. Interesting is that they have MD after their name. Yeah, they know where the puck is going. You know, if this is a big hockey game, they're going to be where the where the puck is going to be. They're not chasing after it like everybody else. And that's where pretty much we are with our corporation. You know, we understand that, you know, there's, there's a healthcare delivery so system. And now, interesting is people are seeing that there's a wellness care delivery system. And it's better to stay healthy than wait till you get sick and then go take drugs and then worry about the side effects of those drugs. So people have a choice. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. 
The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Dr. Gary Bell, owner of Spinal Dynamics Hawaii, Serenity Spa and Salon in the Outrigger Reef Hotel, and the Waikiki Plantation Spa in the Outrigger Waikiki on the beach. Let's talk about the business side then. When you first got out of school, you have all this knowledge in terms of you know, how to crack someone's back or how to, how to fix their spine. I don't know if that's the way you say it. But you know, what about running a business? Because that, that's something that, do they teach that in chiropractic school? Well, how do you know? Well, when you come out of school, the first thing you have is debt. Mm-hmm. And that's all that you think of. And then all of a sudden, you're, you know, you're, you're basically thrust into the world. What kind of debt? I mean, like, what is the, is the debt from a chiropractic school, like medical school, where you're talking about hundreds pretty, of thousands? Pretty much the same. The av- Actually, I was just at a seminar over the weekend with uh, Malik Slosberg, who's um, he's a doctor. And uh, basically, he gives us all the latest and greatest information compiled and condensed. And what he was saying is that the average student coming out of school now has got uh, over $100,000 in debt. Those are health education assistance loans, um, as well as the, um, how should I say, the other more traditional loans, the you know, the Sally Mae kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you really have to you know, watch how much money you borrow because when you come out, the more debt you have, the more difficulty you're going to have getting over the hump. Uh, because you can't get loans to start your business? No, no, no one will lend you money. I, I Actually, when I came out of school, I was... I was fortunate enough because I was, you know, I was raised in Hawaii. I had a lot of uh, personal friends, and I also had a lot of contacts and people that I grew up with here. Some of them were in the bank industry, and some of them were in the healthcare industry. So for me, my start was, you know, I had a little bit of Kindle in the fire, so to speak. You went straight into your own practice, or did you start with someone else? Well, actually, when I did come back to Hawaii, I was sort of lured um, into a situation working for somebody, and uh, rather than, you know. Be uh, be liable for names. Rather, what do you mean lured say. by? I mean, basically, um, there are times where uh, other chiropractors need associates, and uh, my first associateship was actually a very bad experience where the other the other doctor was you know collecting off of my income, and then you know basically you can have percentage arrangements within within uh, a corporation. You know, so well, you're not salaried then when mm, you first come out of school? No, my initial um, thing was, yeah, there was a salary and then a percentage. Well, it, it didn't take long to figure out that when you do work for other people that you're really at a disadvantage. They are holding the gold. They're making the rules. Um, and if they have financial troubles, which was the situation I was in, their financial troubles became my financial troubles because the, you know, the paychecks weren't coming took about six months to figure it out and then um, I met up with a gentleman Paul Burns who uh, had a practice on Ward Avenue in a rehabilitation center I walked into a great situation he really took care of me because typically even medical doctors the the rule of thumb medical doctors and chiropractors they eat their young and uh, the thing is unless you're uh, you spark that entrepreneurial personality and you, you you have to go out and shake hands and kiss babies and uh, basically tell everybody what it is that you do, you know, who you are, what you are, and where you are. If you don't have those three basics um, set, you're just, you'll sit in your office all day and wonder where your patients are going to come from. So what did you learn from that first experience that, that helped you in the future? Uh, basically that um, in any business relationship, you want to have as much, uh, much control um, over, the, over the finances as possible. And unless you're you're willing to accept a, a downgraded relationship, and you know again, if if the company has financial problems and you're uh, dependent on them 
to support you. If they're having problems, you're instantly going to have a problem, and then you have trouble. So, so how, how did you develop your skills then? Because you say uh, go off on your own and be in control of the finances. Well, you know, you can well, you're not born knowing uh, knowing business, and you know, even through school, you know, I had uh, I had taken business courses. Again, even being fortunate enough to to have been um, uh, raised in a more entrepreneurial household. Even my with my my grandfather who lived here at the uh, actually he lived at the Ilikai since the 60s, he was working until he was 90 years old with a t-shirt business that was phenomenal, and you know whether he he, he actually had contracts with all of Afees and um, Schofield Hickam you know and I helped him work whatever business I did I worked on the weekends, I wasn't a kid that just you know just hung out on the beach every day when I was here, you know, on the weekends you did a little bit here and there but. You know, you still got to work, and our family was a was in a work model. So, were you raised thinking that you were going to open up a business yourself, or were you just exposed to the business? Well, after the how should I say my 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 first experience, it's it's basically you're you're pushed in the water, and you're either going to learn very quickly how to swim, and uh, my theory is don't learn how to swim, jump in a boat, and then go as fast as you can because what you want to do is you know you have to. You have to actually have to sustain your debt as well as build your uh, your income in your future. You know, I mean, I, I started a family. You know, in my 30s, um, that's the thing. Other people may be at a uh, disadvantage when they're when they're starting their family in their 20s and they're not out of school yet. And I see a lot of this now, where uh, people are you know they're they're having to work two jobs and they have two children before they're 25 and they're and they're accumulating debt while they're in school extremely difficult so you know that's that's one thing I, I tell people that really want to be successful in business believe in birth control until you're 30 get your schooling <laughs> out of the way so I mean how do you go about doing that managing between that that school debt or whatever uh, consumer credit debt and then running this business how do you manage your time doing yeah. that what do you focus on in order to make it over that hump where you know, you're now you're profitable and, and you know, you're you're making it. Well, you know, the, the, the term the term making it is, is a relative term, especially for, for people who are entrepreneurial. Because just like with the uh how should I say, you know, the advent now of all this uh you know, world tour poker, everybody's watching poker, everyone's in a almost in a gambling mode. You know, Hawaii's really, you know, tied into Vegas. Well, it's the thing about being an entrepreneur is that there are times where you just have to go all in. And you have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe in your support group that's around you, uh, and they and they're in turn going to believe in you. But when you go all in, you got to understand that the the percentages have to be behind you. You know, don't just take take a wild risk. Take calculated risks. Read the market research. The internet is a phenomenal resource. Just type in marketresearch.com. Go. Some of it you'll have to pay for. Some so of it you don't. So it wasn't trade journals. Were you reading trade journals, or I read, where do you get market research? I from? read. I read whatever I can get my hands on. I mean, if you're in Hawaii, you better read the Pacific Business News. Although you know the news may be a week old, uh, but then again, you're gonna you're gonna see where the trail is leading. You're gonna you know feel the pulse of um, of business in Hawaii. That's about the only you know, traditional journal that I believe in. But then again, you'll have to read everything from New York Times to. Uh, you know, think L.A. Times. You got to see what's going on in the country to know the different technologies that are being developed, things that are coming out of Europe. Uh, again, the internet is a is a phenomenal tool that you can you know you can read all of these things. But 
see what's going on. I mean, the price of oil even, you know, you think, well, how is that going to affect me? It's going to affect everything about you, whether whatever industry you're in. Right now I'm paying an additional 10% to 12% on shipping in all of our, our goods to Hawaii because they don't make oil. Well, they do make some oils and lotions here, but a lot of the supplies we have for the spa, they have to come from the West Coast, some of them the East Coast, and some of them are coming from Europe. So, you know, you can't just change your menu prices every day to compensate for it, and, you know, it hurts. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Dr. Gary Bell, owner of Spinal Dynamics Hawaii in Mo'ili'ili and is the owner of Serenity Spa and Salon in the Outrigger Reef Hotel and the Waikiki Plantation Spa in the Outrigger Waikiki on the beach. Besides helping people's health on a daily basis, Dr. Bell also believes in philanthropic giving by providing help to those who are in need. Who do you consider your advisors? Did you set up a series of uh, you know, people that you depend on, like mentors, when you first started? And they guide you in terms of, let's say, accounting well, or legal? or I have to say, you know, number one is uh, you know, my, my wife is my consigliere. You know, I, I usually Good go, answer. Yeah, I usually go uh, to her. For, uh, for for some advice, okay. um, but another just phenomenal uh, resource, and I like to, you know, dip in every once in a while. Is that you know chiropractors have just an incredible relationship with their patients. We spend much more time with them, and sometimes you develop a little bit more, and even professional relationships. Being a chiropractor is being a. I tell you, you're 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 a psychologist. They come in with their problems, just like with a medical doctor. But the difference between you know with medicine and chiropractors, chiropractors tend to spend much more time with their patients. They are, it's, it's a real, how should I say, hands-on sort of thing. It's a little bit more trust that's developed, but you never, how should I say, uh, go out of bounds with that trust. But there are occasions where, you know, you can utilize their services, they're utilizing yours. You know, so they're, they're entrusting you, but there are times where, because you've had that relationship with them, you know, you can ask them, you know, if they're, maybe you're treating an attorney. You get not, you're getting, you're not getting free legal advice. I'd never do that. I just tell them now, it's time, you know, you're, you're actually, you're feeling better as a patient and it's possible that we might be able to 
um, utilize their services as, you know, for, for legal fees. I always go to the professionals. I never try to be my own attorney. I won't go online and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to incorporate everything online. You can do it, but, you know, there's little tricky things and, and pitfalls that you'll fall into if you don't incorporate correctly and you want to have the attorney look at it so it's well worth the cost if you're looking at long-term business issues you know make sure the incorporation is is proper make sure that the the officers are set up correctly make sure you take notes at your meeting there's a right way and a wrong way people that do it the wrong way you know well you look in the Pacific Business News and you'll see uh, three pages of bankruptcies and uh, you know people that are in trouble so stay out of trouble do it the right way the first time who else besides attorneys? I mean, do you have outside accountants, or does your wife take care outside of that? Outside accountant, I try not to be my own accountant. I don't want to be my own attorney. I, I basically let the professionals do what they need to do. Now, a good resource uh, in Hawaii that I did go to was uh, DBET, DBET, uh, Department of Business, Economic, Tourism, the Development. The Business Action Center they had? or Fantastic Business Action Center. That one, um, okay. They have a library that, um, I mean, these were, I mean, when when we were looking at establishing uh, a resort spa I mean again you know you know it's a big investment um, you don't how should I say you know you you want to have all the cards um, stacked on your side or all the chips stacked on your side and when you are ready to go all in you know talk to the experts talk to the people who have failed even um, I you know I talked to several other spa owners we had consultants that we talked to in the mainland uh, there, there's a lot of issues to to go through and you know I should say because we even do consulting now we've learned so much that people even want to pick my brain and say what's um uh, what's what what type of marketing strategies are you using for the chiropractic business and are they the same for the spa business and I mean do they cost a lot of money well you know money money aside you know you would you know, my whole thing is uh, in should I say in developing strategies for 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 our businesses is that you know the the chiropractic business and business model is completely different than any spa model. Um, our spa model is is more pampering. We don't necessarily have a medi spa. Medi spas are a different breed of spa, and they're developing probably a lot faster than any other sector in the spa industry right now. You know, we do understand it. We think that there's phenomenal growth potential with it, but. We're in a tourist industry here. We tend to have more. What more do you pampering. mean by MediSpa? MediSpa is um, basically medically, I should say, it doesn't necessarily have to be medically run spa, but what they have is they have more medical services. There's um, Holistica that's at the uh, Hilton Hawaiian Village here, and what they do is they have a spiral CT scan, and people take corporate retreats, they put them in a spiral T, a CT scan, and they're looking for, um, how should I say, non-symptomatic problems that people may have. They look at their heart, liver, lungs, kidney. They may take blood. They may, uh, they do a full assessment head to toe. Um, people pay cash for these things because the way the healthcare system works is that you need to have a symptom in order to activate your health insurance to figure out where the symptom came from. This is a little bit more wellness care. But then again, you need extreme resources. Uh, spiral mm -hmm. CT scans cost, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, the majority of people for Hawaii are looking at more pampering services. But there's aesthetics, there's medical aesthetics. You know, if you look at the TV now, everybody's watching the swan. They all want to change their appearance. They want to have liposuction. 
there are some spas that want to incorporate these, I call them high risk. Um, they're actually high risk, high income uh, sort of. Like plastic surgery? Plastic surgery. Uh, and then again, you have to be willing to wanting to take that risk and have that in your business model. So that's really where the Medispa industry is going. So you market by, by how then? Well, marketing, you know, number one, market yourself. You know, go out, shake hands, kiss babies. Uh, for the chiropractic profession, you know, throughout the years, my first, my first and true and I think best way of marketing was, you know, I went out to a lot of the sporting events, you know, and I was uh, basically volunteering time, helping people that might uh, need a little bit of treatment before. Just set up a table on the side or set something? Up a, well, it, it also helps their liability. I mean, they should ha either have a sports chiropractor um, or either a physical therapist or someone that understands injuries because when you have an event, like, say, the Tin Man, there's going to so be professional type sporting events. Prof professional or even no no there's mo most of these are not professional grade that's the thing i'd much rather be treating the more amateurish mm -hmm. because these are the people that actually need our services more at any given event i would say uh, say if there was a, an event of running race a 10k there would be at least 20 25 people that that really needed the services, whether they're dehydrated, whether they were getting cramps in their legs, or whether they fell in the race, or or something happened, they were running and their back hurt. Did you charge for that, or Never. how does it work? Okay, no, good Samaritan law. You, you just it. called them and you volunteered your services, or they volunteer you? my services, um, help the walking wounded, which is the, you know the uh, a, a good term because these these people will leave and run when they're injured. But what it is is that you're offering a service, and I would just tell them, you know, if you want to, you know, like, I'm going to help you as much as I can here, put the ice pack on, give them some treatment management uh, information, and just tell them, hey, this is who I am, what I am, and where I am, and if you ever need my services in the future. And inadvertently, just by, you know, having a, a how should I say, a service, a, a gratis service, you've sort of bridged the gap between you know, a tr you know, I should say a tr there's a trust issue. All of a sudden, these people think, well, you know, this person's not that bad, and he's giving me some really good professional advice. Let's see what he's like in his, in his regular clinical setting. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.